welcome to episode six of Please Rewind, the podcast where we review. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's no way that you're hosting the Jair's 50th birthday spectacular. Oh my God. (laughs) A man should not host his own birthday party. It's not only is it sad, but it's just not even reasonable. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Please Rewind, the Jair's 50th Spectacular. You guys know the deal. You guys vote on the films. Jair and I talk about them. That's the thing. But this episode is special because even though it's a little early, it's a week out still, we're celebrating Jair's 50th fucking you birthday have to, spectacular. You, you have to. Yes. So 50 years around the goddamn center of the universe. This is the episode where Steve helps the old man walk across the street. Yeah. No shame in age. Come on, I'm 47. Uh, We're all old fucks. So oh, thanks, bro. 50 trips around the center of the universe. Here Pretty awesome. So the man is not allowed to host his own special. So welcome to the show, everybody. As right. you know, Jeremy Dub on the other end. I'm Steve Dunk. We're going to talk about a couple films. We're going to look at the year 1973, though. That was the year Jer was born. It's 50 freaking years ago, man. Um, it's, it's, it's a special birthday, obviously, just because, I mean, I guess... If people care, 50 is a milestone, right? It's a nice mm-hmm. even number. It's half a century, yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. 50 mm-hmm. is important to you personally. It's not my business to say why, but I know it's a big moment for you. Sure. Um, it's just a big thing all around, isn't it? And um, yep. I and I think I'd have to do the math, but I think, I mean, oh, for sure. We've known each other for half of that, right? Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. At least half. Yeah. So half of that's been hanging out with uh, hanging out with me. So pretty awesome i'll be there in a few years myself um uh-huh. but yeah 1973 jer how um i mean you're so fucking all up in your own self i, I <laughs> is this like i you just i know how, i know what you're like so are you are you sweating 50 are you oh just, just, just from a calendar perspective right not from you know personal okay. uh like milestone or anything like that but like are you a person who just like you, you hate the fact that you're aging or when I was 17, I was stressed out about turning 18. I didn't want to do it. I felt like time was going by too fast. I was growing up. I was getting old. Uh, right. Yeah. My 30th birthday felt like a funeral, but, but my 50th birthday, especially. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I'll get personal on it. It's mostly just our friends listening. Um, my 50th birthday, like I've had relationships end because um like I've been told, like I'm gonna die young, and it would, and and I and people didn't want to start a family with me. <laughs> um, I like my dad did not live to his 50th birthday. My dad died one month before his 50th birthday, um, and uh, that was I, I don't even want to do the math on how many years ago that was now. Um, 30. Uh, but that entire time, I've been I've been wondering, you know, like um. Like how how much of that was genetic? How much of that was lifestyle? You know how much you know we don't have the same lifestyle, but mine hasn't been exactly healthy. You know, so uh, like like trying to do mental math and comparing, like um, yeah, like I I live in a in a total. You're right, uh, totally. I'm totally in my head about this all the time. If you know me, this is me. Uh, I'm morbid, uh, honestly. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of too uh fascinated uh by this all the time Uh, it's um, been a thing ever since i've known you and if you were you know if you were privileged enough one of the first things you'll do with jeremy is you do the oshawa tour 
uh, <laughs> he points out a couple of key look historic right. historical right. sites right. Um, at the specific uh, front porch anyways of this particular house um it's in, funny my my boss yeah. just told me to move um <laughs> my boss was that was that, was asking me about my birthday or whatever something and uh you know he, he ended up getting a quick brief uh a list of my history <laughs> um and he was like and you like you like still live like like <laughs> around where all this happened and i'm like yeah. i live a two i live three blocks from the front porch where my dad died which is two blocks from the hospital where i said my final goodbye to my mother uh where we were all born by the way like like and i was like yeah you know that's an excellent point i my surroundings are a constant reminder of my mortality and i should probably move the hell out of this town again <laughs> and and a block whatever feet steps away from hq hq is is yep. two blocks in the other direction from my dad's porch which is amazing yep. too yeah yeah that apartment where where we spent all those formative years of our life yes uh renting uh the entire friday the 13th series one at a time and watching them and then discussing them dissecting them oh it was something i talked the to... halloween series yeah and then well everyone to well, like arts and, street art i mean maybe we'll do an hq episode and just yeah. talk about i mean just the, the the amount of food that was consumed and yeah. um uh like so many me ballooning to 400 pounds like during, just during but time. but like yeah. the the like the the unspoken like rules that were in place for so many things right like about food and where we ordered from and we had we our ordered. own culture and and the arts and crafts nights yes. and yes. of course and the and the gaming and all and the balderdash and like yeah. Yeah. like the insane stuff. But I remember I was I was just you know one of my looking gear and films episodes. I reminisced about the us. I remember very specifically sitting in the apartment for the OJ verdict. We watched that whole summer yeah. from yeah. that apartment and stuff like that. So yeah, no, yeah, my your birthday. whole yeah your life is your <laughs> so much of your life is oh, within four square blocks or something. Yeah. OJ was found not guilty on my birthday, and I remember I was like I was so upset it ruined my birthday. It was your birth. Oh, I don't remember being your birthday. Okay, um, uh, I remember us like watch sitting on the couch and the verdict coming in, and I specifically remember looking over at you and yeah, yeah. But yeah, your like life is like four. Oh yeah, no, we yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, your life has very much uh, been four or five square blocks there. Yeah, lately, yeah. I mean, I, I've gone away. I've yeah, gone yeah. far away, and then yeah. come and just come right back. Yeah, it, it's like a fucking <laughs> nexus. It's like it, a, it's, yeah it's, man it, you might that there that what a great story you, that you should don't write, you just write feel, that book write that write book. the book about the don't chat gpt it though you fucker just write <laughs> write it like a normal person chat gpt writes better books than me trust me <laughs> i figured it out i don't think it could i just you need to practice you need wow. to get on it because you're a good writer you but see how um, quick it whips them off i know i know i know i hate it i hate it um yeah so that's uh yeah no 50 is a big thing and everyone handles it differently are. like i'm Here rocking i'm rocking i'm i'm honestly even though my body's breaking down like my knees fucking killing me my back but i feel like i'm i'm the most comfortable i've ever been in my own skin i'm you know sure. I'm, yeah i'm i'm feeling yeah you're really doing great and I, I'm honestly, I got nothing to complain about either. Like I've got nothing but, you know, um, got kids, beautiful kids. I'm very blessed right now yeah. in my life. Yeah. I, yeah. you know, I lost, uh, 120 pounds, uh, a year ago and I've kept it off and I'm very comfortable in my skin lately. You got a job that you like. And I've, I, my career, uh, yeah. in the last year, uh, I've really kind of, 
uh, made some big moves, some very stressful, yeah, um, uh, big moves that have really paid off, and I'm and I'm really happy about uh, the way things are going there. You know, I have a five year old and a two year old, so you know, I'm not living the life of an old man by any stretch of the imagination. I am running my ass off to the park right now. I'm wearing a Minecraft creeper shirt right now um because i was matching my son earlier and uh like i, I no there's I, it's it's this is truly only one of the things you experience you can only experience when you experience it is that like you know of course when you're young 47 50 seems ancient and and but now i'm we're, we're at these ages and i don't feel like yeah I, like i'm still feel like a kid in a lot of ways certainly yeah. all the things that we did when we were 20 hobbies and stuff we still do so yeah um yeah it's definitely uh like yeah i don't feel old and then the, like we grew I, up in a better in a better time better culture you know we had more therapy and yep. better yep. better medication i don't know i, I feel it's like just, our, our parents were traumatized by the by by their upbringing a lot worse than we were yeah well which is which also was is always disheartening too when you see you know because because of course we're both you know politically aware and active oh, true. Yeah. aware and active and and that's the discerning part too is you know because i was counter protesting last week and then this 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 new group is a strange mix it's it yeah there's some old white fucks there but there's some young people too and it's mm -hmm. it's it's discerning and it's like the, the message it's is it's, it's right oh yeah for sure it's yeah. weird like when you see someone like today or even at whatever point in your life who's who's your age uh -huh. who who like wears like acid washing cowboy boots and a mustache and stuff uh -huh. <laughs> right you're like we grew up at the same time right yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. you shouldn't be dressed like that yeah. it's just it's weird right so yeah. when you see somebody and you know and you're like why are you on that side of of the wire like that uh -huh. makes no sense to me but uh -huh. yeah it's it's a weird 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 world for sure but um, every yeah go ahead sorry no that was it i was done um but but anyway speaking of weird weird worlds um yes we got two two awesome films to talk about here in a second but because we're treating this like a it's almost like a year in 1973 too so i did gonna steal some of my stuff from the other show and put it into this one and only because it's so like when you look at some of the stuff that happened in 1973 like events mm -hmm. it's fucking frighteningly prophetic uh-huh what happened in 1973 and yep. when i read them you're gonna be like oh my gosh so go ahead go ahead 50 go ahead. years ago five zero uh, -huh. uh the united states ends its involvement in the vietnam war da, da, da. and all we've done is <laughs> like you know and all they've done is interject in war since but and mm -hmm. and vietnam is still a touch like it's a sore spot right mm-hmm this is a sad one. Uh, in 1973, the U.S. Supreme Court um, legalized uh, Roe v. Wade. Roe, Roe v. Wade, Roe v. Wade was confirmed yep. 50 years ago, and yep. 50 years later, it got fucking booted out the door. Um, it, I mean, with all the shit that goes on with Trump and the illegalness of everything happening with with the with the government the last few years, uh, Watergate hearings began, mm -hmm. revealing Nixon's secret tapes in 1973, and I mean look at all the shit the trump if it doesn't trump shit doesn't mirror that i don't know what does you're right there was a trump there was a trump era going on that yeah. i was luckily not uh socially conscious of that yeah. i i kind of missed but my parents were being like traumatized by like kind of like willow right now she's two years old in this world right now that's traumatizing us maybe maybe she'll never know maybe things will just get normal like they did for uh, we'll see that would be amazing yeah. um 
Uh, Battle of the Sexes, Billie Jean King versus Bobby Riggs. 90 million people watched that tennis match. Um, wow. wow. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And I mean, we're still fucking having s- sex wars. Yeah. Right, like it's oh. just, and, and it's, and it's. If anything, it's, no, it's, ampli- worse. it's bigger than ever. Worse. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's bigger worse. than ever. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. amplified more than ever. So, um, and huh, this one is kind of shitty. Uh, the World Trade Center, in New York, becomes the tallest building in the world. Uh, wow! <laughs> so, like, wow! Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's like, oh my god, fifty years late. I mean, imagine you go to nineteen seventy three and you have all those like cool the great things happening if you're on the the, the side of reason and logic and peace and mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. The, the vietnam war ends roe v wade passes <laughs> the, this dirty crook in the white house gets fucked yep. a woman beats a guy at tennis shutting him up forever and the world trade center this huge monument to man's achievement is built <laughs> like yeah. 73 sounded pretty good right if you're yeah. uh certainly yeah. if you're a liberal um and now it's imagine going back then and being like, yeah, everything that just happened this year, it's all going to be fucked up. It's all gone. Yeah. So. Yeah. There was like. And then Jared was born. October 3rd, 1973. Right. It's a great year. It was a, it was a tumultuous <laughs> time culturally. And I think that is definitely reflected in the popular cinema of the year. Um, You see a lot of, a lot of creativity, a lot of risk taking. Um in, well, in the two examples yeah. that we've chosen today. And I think um, these are two good examples of uh, re- the reason people love uh, 70s cinema pre-Jaws, pre-Star Wars. Um, and 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 some people are, are like against uh, the blockbuster era and say that it infantilized uh, a cinema, at, you know, um, broadly. Uh, these, are, these are both movies that like, uh today um would if they were if they were reproduced would would show up in a much more watered down safe uh less creative i think um presentation uh, like, yeah i don't I know mean, i'd have to that's you know i have to look at it i'm jumping that's... to the end i'm summarizing uh no, no. The end. I'm, i hear you no i hear you i mean it's... i'm saying the 70s i i feel the like the chaos and the like you know um, forces in culture like gelling and clashing, and I and I think it's represented yeah. in the art. In the yeah, art. and these well, that's the thing though, and we'll I don't I'll, again we'll mention the movies in a second here, but the Mavericks, the Maverick era hadn't started yet. Mm. The '70s is known for like all these crazy avant-garde, you know, Maverick-style filmmaking, right? These guys we know so well: De Palma, mm-hmm. uh, Coppola, of course, mm-hmm. Lucas Spielberg. Uh, uh, Scorsese, uh, all these guys hadn't, they hadn't quite started yet. Um, this year, 1973 would be the first. So George Lucas comes on the screen with American graffiti. Yeah. Right. Um, so like we don't, it hadn't, this is really the last year before those guys just take over. Um, and so you look at what else came out that year, other than the two we're going to talk about. So you've got the sting. So like the kind of the last Newman Redford, like they're those days are starting to wrap up they after this they would start to both start to transition to like playing their age a bit more playing older roles like troubled people you know what i mean like this is yeah. them at, at their most sexiest their last time being sexy type of thing right. you've got the you've got the way they were um wonderful sydney pollock film barbara streisand and redford again his last sort of like lead sexy man role Papillon did well, right? That's a fucking weird, uh, what's his name? Um, Steve McQueen's sort of like still kind of hanging on. 
mm-hmm. we, weird movie last tango in paris right uh, marlon brando's you know a thing for him where like he'd kind of disappeared for a while right then he comes back and he's old and fat um live and let die great james bond movie um right. uh the start of um roger moore's run right as as 007 so you have devil and miss jones you have all these really interesting cool films but it's very much like i mean they didn't know it at the time but like they're about to just get like completely destroyed by this all these usc filmmakers who are graduating basically that year right right or or the year before so um but anyway so the two films we're going to talk about obviously their 50 year anniversary as well um and they these two films started kicked off something they're the first in their particular arenas right um we'll talk about why so the first one of course we're going to talk about the amazing enter the dragon released date august 19th 1973 directed by robert klaus written by michael allen and bruce lee although they didn't give him any credit for it but apparently bruce lee wrote most of the script i'm not surprised which we'll talk about because the script actually isn't that good but um stars bruce lee john saxon jim kelly she can Bob Wall, Anna Capri. Um, it only cost eight hundred fifty grand to make. It made four hundred million dollars. Damn! By today's, if with inflation, that's two point eight billion dollars. Damn! <laughs> like, and that's the thing. This other, the other movie has in common too. It it made a fucking ton of money back then, and Who took it all home. What's that? Who took it all home? Well, Who took not, Bruce Lee not the cleaners. Well, not yeah, not Bruce Lee. You know that's the yeah. story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no. Of course, this. Yeah, no. Like it's still today. The studios. I mean, that's why there's. That's why they're on strike right now. Which apparently, oh, by the way, if anyone keeps up, they're at. They have an offer. They said it's their final offer. So the 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 WGA and these, these the yeah. WGA and these. I know it's kind of ominous, but the WGA yeah. guys are are looking at it now, and and hopefully this thing ends, and hopefully they get what they what they've asked for and what they deserve. Talking about the labor, of course. Hopefully. Um, one well, Dune two. <laughs> um but yeah that like that's, a, that's an enormous amount of money at the time this film was fucking huge of course a lot of this money it's made now it made like 80 percent of it overseas it, it made it did it didn't even crack the top 10 uh, in north america it made most of its money international of course because bruce lee international star this style of film martial arts film obviously yeah. uh appealed this was the, their first time to try and draw in that american audience right for right. this this type of martial arts film um bruce lee's final completed film he died. Uh, he died July twentieth before the release of the film in Hong Kong and the U.S. So he actually wasn't around for that the uh, yeah for the premiere. But um, uh, interesting thing actually, it was sort of funny. So that during uh, contract negotiations, uh, Saxon's agent told the film's producers that if they wanted him, they would have to change the plot. Spoiler alert! So that so that the character of Williams is killed instead of Roper. So he negotiated to have the black guy killed instead uh, of him. That was just because of him. That's crazy. Yeah. I totally read that in my. I totally read that as like a cultural like um, overtone, uh, like from the writers. The uh, and it, uh, man, to think that it's just him. Okay, awesome. Now I don't know. Okay, I'm not going to sit here and say it's a race play. It's it's definitely a power move. Now he he was the experienced actor at the time. Yeah, this is Jim. This it's is Jim Kelly's a race first play. It's a power move. It's yeah. Jim. It's Jim Kelly's first movie, right? So he yeah. was a, like he didn't have any weight to throw around. So the fact that he's black, the only black person, uh, you, you can take from that what you will. Wait a minute, <laughs> do you can you can you really picture them 
ending this movie with Bruce Lee and Jim Kelly as the two heroes who make it to the end together. I I don't think there's any way the script originally went that way. I, well, I have no idea. I, well, apparently it did, so... Based on the time and based on what you just said about how they're trying to break into the American market for the first time with this no, but film. yeah, but it's not totally unsurprising because black exploit uh, exploitation stuff was was just getting going at the time too. So actually, it wouldn't it have it, w- it wouldn't have been far out to have the black. It just seems cool... to be like having Roper be like it, like it almost felt like um uh like he turned into Cato at the end when right. roper started fighting alongside him and right. i just it almost felt like bruce lee felt like he had to have a leading handsome square jaw white american he, a protagonist uh in this movie alongside him and i thought you know no the- i'm listening i i there's there's of course they yeah i mean they can't have i'm sure somebody at some point said no oh, we can't have two uh marginalized people standing at the end well i mean uh, i'm sure that came up black lead even in asian for the asian audiences like it's i think it's complicated i think there's a lot of shit happening around that time um but the black exploitation stuff the black exploitation stuff was happening big time in the states it was getting really popular um now this didn't affect jim kelly he he, this launched his career he went on to do very well um but yeah it's it's i mean there's a lot of shit involved at the time and and that stuff happens still today by the way but um yeah people leveraging for stuff like that but yeah. uh um especially like stuff like whose name is on big font is bigger on the posters and oh yeah it happens all the time but um yeah that's 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 fucking kind of wacky isn't it yeah and uh it is what it is and, and now we and it's yeah so anyways uh enter the dragon i mean i don't know this this thing is so wildly influential oh god um it, it it cannot be you know like you can't say it loud enough from movies to it apparently it launched the one opening scene where he fights that fat guy apparently was the launched mma apparently um uh-huh. yeah like mixed martial arts yeah um a, untold number of video games and just mm-hmm. copycat things. And then, of course, it made Bruce Lee a huge worldwide celebrity, but more importantly, in America, and then launched this 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 craze of like it, it's sort of like how, you know, how Top Gun boosted enrollment in the Navy or whatever right, this right, like right. Marshall or like Paul Hogan, like Austri- uh, Crocodile Dundee, <laughs> like doing all the crocodile shit. This everyone like martial arts things like just blew blew wide open. Yeah, people right. all of a sudden everybody wanted to learn and da, 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 and all that other stuff. So just wildly uh, influential. I grew up surrounded by kids who knew karate and wanted to try it out on the playground. Right. Yeah. Still. Still. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. Um, and then Bruce Lee is just he's still so culturally relevant still. And the MMA thing didn't surprise me so much because I've seen interviews with like Dana White and stuff where he's. I think he said he thinks Bruce Lee is the greatest fighter of all time and all this other stuff. So oh, like, yeah. all these guys are influenced by them. Still and, very much idolized. And, and there's great documentaries about it. And and of course, Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, which I actually loved. Yeah, uh, me too. Um, I'm still fond of that movie. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? And yeah. um, it's really, yeah, like it's just, it's he he's just, it's so part of just everything, isn't it? And it was put into the National Film Registry, of co- Registry 2004. Like it's just... It's gigantic. It's fucking gigantic. It's may I say it, iconic. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, easily. What? But, uh, maybe even more than iconic. What's the next step up? Right. Like it's it. That's what it feels like archetype. to me, doesn't it? And no one. And here's the thing. No one's even come close to it. No, no fighter. No, certainly no Asian actor. I don't think that I, I can think of. Can you? I'm not sure. I mean, what? I mean, Jackie I, Chan made like I don't what? know, like the the level of infamy, the level of. Um, yeah, just the whole thing. Achievement, like, like no, no, notoriety. Jackie um, Chan, just just by his longevity, I think. Yeah, and his toy and his sheer body of work, I think. Um, I mean, listen, we're talking about very talented Hollywood stuntmen, uh, and and yeah. their and their careers, basically, yeah. right? Um, yeah, it's a very stylized form of Hollywood stuntman, but it that's what it is. And so, um, yeah, I think Jackie Chan is is on his level if not if not you know a little more uh, and i mean and and i mean maybe from, resonates a little more culturally now and i mean from a western standpoint of view like like yeah. jackie chan is gigantic east sure, um, sure. yeah and so is like jet lee and these guys too right so i think like, i think maybe he probably resonates more culturally now just based on the past 30 years of of what he's done since bruce lee's been gone well uh, he was well because he was able to do like the what were those movies he did with tucker um yeah, the uh, the comedy rush, buddy rush hour, rush the, the buddy, the, yeah, the cop buddy, the buddy cop stuff, and yeah, yeah like that that you which know. gave him a whole renaissance uh, in America, you know, which to this day he's still you know a household name and could show up as a guest celebrity on any you know yep. celebrity TV, and he's show. got he's got the he's got the the chops too. I think it's bad terrible pun there. Um, <laughs> like Bruce Lee, you know, I think does a fine job in this movie, but he's stiff, right? Like he's not he's a yeah. fighter first, an actor second. I like I would almost say like like what's a. Uh, um, Jackie Chan just feels almost like a like a performer first You're and right, a fighter second sure, in a way sure. more of a clown more of and a clown. I'm not and I'm not dismissing his martial arts it's fantastic yeah, from what I understand sure. but um yeah like he seems more of a natural in front of the camera than Bruce Lee does right for sure. um so but I but still like Bruce Lee fucking you know posters of still to this day right like the it's just it's it's Bruce Lee like it you know and anytime they rank fighters and stuff like this it's Bruce Lee and like yep yeah, it's just, it's so gigantic. And I get, you know, kept thinking of that watching this and I'm just like, and it's of course sad as fuck because he never got to see it <laughs> yeah. to experience any of this revelry, but um, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty insane. And I think, and it would have been, and I don't, I want, I, I don't think it works if this movie's a dud and it's not, I don't think it is. No. Um, so I, I'm like, I kept thinking like, man, if this had a flopped, <laughs> like what the fuck then right yeah um where does it go from there do they try again do they wait do they whatever but um yeah i don't know man I, it's just like i'm just i've seen this movie of course uh several times but um again you know when you watch it through the lens that we've committed to doing with this show mm -hmm. it's uh you, you know you start to appreciate all the things in it and uh, you know a couple things like i i kept thinking too i'm like i'll have to look this up but i mean i didn't I could have just assumed probably correctly, but I kept thinking like, who's the poor bastard who had to choreograph these fight scenes. Right. But of course it's, it was Bruce Lee. It's Bruce, it's, yeah. 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 But I kept, I kept imagining a funny scenario where they hire a, chore a choreographer for the fight scenes. Right. And having yeah. to tell Bruce Lee what to do. But um, I kind of, the, the one thing that's funny, actually, I don't really like the way this movie starts. I think it the cold open should have been the sister scene. Okay. Right where where he we flash back to see what happened to his how his sister died. Yeah. 
Yeah. I feel like that should have been the opening. Um, yeah. The, the opening, this feels a little too like in media res, right? Like, yep. like too much picks up in the middle of a scene type of thing. So it's a little sloppy at the beginning for me. And because, because this was the style of, of those types of films at the time, um, they didn't dub these guys because they had accents. They they just dubbed everything, yes. right? Everyone got dubbed. That was just the style of filmmaking they did at the time. Um, so right away, and and a Western audience isn't used to that, right? So right away, you're you're kind of like thrown off a little bit. You know what I mean? Like you're sort of knocked sure. off. You're knocked off balance because you're not used to that style of dubbing. It picks up literally in the middle of the scene, kind of. It's a little unnatural. It's a little unnatural. Yeah, it's not a smooth opening. So I really thought if they had a cold opened with the sister thing, I think that would have added a lot more weight because I really fucking love the emotion from Bruce Lee when he's being told about his sister's death right. and he gets the tear in his eye and then he goes to visit the grave and he's asking for forgiveness for what he's about to do. I think that, I think that scene lands so well. I think it's so fucking good. You're like, yeah, let's go. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have all the motivation in the world you could want. It's already yeah. implied. This guy kicks all sorts of fucking ass, right? Yeah. You're very confident. He's going to avenge his sister's death. Yeah. Um, so you're just like, you just know that it's going to be amazing. And so much so when you get to his fight with O'Hara, like the guy with the scar who yeah. killed his sister, or well, he didn't kill his sister, but basically killed his sister, right? Because she mm -hmm. did it to herself. But you're like, and you can see the look on Bruce Lee's face. You're like, he's going to fuck this guy up. Uh, yeah. Right? <laughs> but, then, he, but, then, but then he doesn't until he, until he cheats and dishonors him in the, in the fight. Like he fights honorably. He he until... he just he just wins the fight. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't yeah. like decimate him, but um, I mean, he embarrasses him enough that it was basically a pretty good. Then he kills him. And then he kills him. Yeah. O'Hara breaks the bottles and then yep. tries attacks him, and then and then he and the amazing amazing kill scene. He jumps in the air, slow the motion, double feet, stomp on the guy, which they don't show. They just show you. Bruce Lee from the chest up. They don't show you his leg stomping the guy, but they just show you his face in slow motion and the amazing face acting he does in this scene. You're right. Like and and the famous noise that he makes. Yeah, yeah. Right. That famous whatever. Yeah. And you know what? It's funny. I kept thinking of like I kept thinking of Jean-Claude Van Damme, who does yep. that too. Who does that too? Yeah, and did totally he do the same forward. move? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It, did totally he do the chest that. stomp twist thing? Yeah, totally, totally. I feel like he did. Yeah, but yeah, he definitely. You're right. I never, I never even picked up on that until you just yeah. mentioned it. But you're and, right. Yeah, and he you're, does you're the same thing off. with his face, where he's got that Jean Claude's got in Bloodsport, especially. He's got they they freeze on his face, and he's got yeah. like ah, he's yeah. got that weird noise yeah. that comes out of him that 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 feral noise, and his face is like frozen and weird. Jean Claude's facial expressions are amazing, especially in Bloodsport. Um, Bloodsport yeah. just owes itself to this. Yeah, show, oh yeah, like completely, hundred percent, ten thousand sequel. This it's is like what I mean. Like, I mean, the, the, the amount of films this Enter the Dragon, yeah. right, just either directly influenced or people stole from or whatever. But um, I just saw a movie on Tubi today. I didn't watch it, but it's called Enter the Fat Dragon. <laughs> and it's a comedy they made a couple of years ago. It's yeah. a it's a satire, obviously. Yeah. And it's Donnie Chen playing a fat martial artist. Whoa. Wow. I haven't watched it. I might Weird. check it out tonight or something, but I'm like, what the fuck? That was like 2020. Anyways. Um, yeah, that scene, you're right. His the 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 famous Bruce Lee noise, the look on his face, and it just it all builds to that. And that only works because of the emotional stuff we see earlier when he's like, and then it just it 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 makes the film about two things. Um, his personal journey. 
and then the overarching the 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 criminal shit that's going on yeah right the drugs and the heroin and the kidnapping tra- trafficking yeah. right talk about relevant um but the whole thing carried by his performance right yes 100 like percent. His, yeah. his perfectly chiseled body his perfect movement his perfectly rehearsed um everything choreography and his ability to like to convey that emotion and act um during it but they completely cut out everything but his face and torso in the scene yeah so you just have to like read in what's going on outside of what's going on in his face and torso and uh it's important uh, to understand what the scene right so um yeah it's amazing work yeah i feel like yeah, because then your mind gets to conjure up like, what did he do to that man's body? Like, did yep. it just did it just explode? Yep. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yep. Um, so a couple of things there before I turn it over to you. Like, it was really cool. I mean, obviously the mirror fight at the end is iconic. That's been copied yeah. and stolen a million times too. It's so yeah. well, it's so fucking well done. It looks so cool. Jason um, Lee did a great remake of it. Yeah, in his in his movie. <laughs> um, I forgot that Bolo Young was in this movie. So Bolo, and his name is Bolo in this film. Yes, everybody uh, almost has their real name. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so he's most probably most people will know him as Chung Chung Lee from Bloodsport, like the main baddie. So he's that Asian guy who's got like ginormous pecs, and they always, anytime you see him, he's sort of he's we're supposed to believe that he's invincible, right? Yep. Um, so I forgot he was in this movie. So that's pretty cool. Um, and he's defeated it, by punching the balls. Right. The splits, the fucking Jean-Claude, uh, and Todd, that's a great space scene too for Jean-Claude when he does that. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck, I might go watch Bloodsport tonight. Um, last thing, um, there's no dialogue on this film. So I'm like, I'm like, geez, there's not a lot of dialogue on this movie. Uh, I, I'm So I did some research. So Enter the Dragon has, in 102 minutes, has 477 lines of dialogue. Okay. So by comparison, I'm like, I'm just going to pick some random weird action movie. And I don't know why I picked this one, but I picked 1988's Action Jackson starring Carl Weathers, Weathers, which is six minutes short. I just wanted like a like a a blank action film, right? Like not a dialogue. Like I'm not going to pick a Quentin Tarantino film to compare it to. So this Action Jackson is six minutes shorter, Mm -hmm. but it has over a thousand lines of dialogue. Okay. Compared to Enter the Dragon, which has okay. 477. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it, you're not like, if you think, oh, this film is not a dialogue, you're right. It has like, <laughs> it has none, like yeah. none. Like the word, I don't know what the word count is, but there's only, yeah, there's less than 500 lines of dialogue. So there's like no dialogue in this film. And like, even at the end, it's funny because like I, they, I went, I found this really cool site and it timestamps the lines of dialogue. There's no talking like the last the movie ends with no talking <laughs> like there's no talking at the end. It's like he kind of comes out and, you know, looks over at Saxon and kind of gives him the nod that, hey, you survived. Cool. Like there's this whole bit at the end with zero talking. And so it's yep. kind of it's so so I, I wasn't super cool with that. So I think it starts a little sloppy and I think it ends a little sloppy. Like, I think this movie needed a better start and finish, but the uh-huh. stuff in between, the 80% in between is just so fucking good. It just doesn't even matter. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, Agreed. I'm definitely, uh, please rewinding Enter the Dragon. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Well, um, I, I'm I'm with you. Uh, I enjoyed uh, rewatching this. Uh, and yes, I'm going to use the word again. It's iconic. It's, mm-hmm. it's an archetype. Uh, it's a movie. Yeah. 
but like I don't want to say it was terribly original. It was born from a genre of films with hundreds of films with you know similar kind of um, uh, plots, <laughs> writing uh, style. Um, you know there was a whole industry um, that this was born out of. That 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 as you indicated was you know this was its big break in America, um, and uh, it's great. Like and you could see like there's a lot of um, like mastery in in the craft in in this like there's like there's no special effects and but there's so many visually stunning scenes you know and the mirror scene is obviously the greatest example of like a fantastic special effect that's created like just uh practically in camera mm. um and but but there's plenty of other great like uh shooting techniques that they use just like um, like like James like James Bond film style stuff from the era where you know the, the characters running down a hallway and you only see like their shadow and what's happening to their shadow for mm. part of the for part of the scene, but mm -hmm. you fully understand like it's fully clear. Um, and you know how like uh like half the the mirror fighting scene is seen from the perspective of a reflection instead of the the actual person, and then the person walks in, and then so many long long fight sequences. Um, choreographed like and 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 with unbroken shots like so um bruce lee will fight off three enemies and then will pose and then the camera will like zoom in on him and then the camera will zoom back out and then there'll be the next enemy's weapon will be right there in front of the lens and the cam and it'll it'll take the perspective of the next enemy coming in to attack him and, and it's all one like a rehearsed choreographed sequence and there are so many sequences like this throughout the film um i'm not surprised there isn't a lot of dialogue because there's so much action and and there's so much work and and rehearsal that went into all of it there's so many scenes that are just you watching bruce lee run around at night mm -hmm. uh sneak sneaking around you know um snake handling and such mm -hmm. um and really doing it you know practically yeah. live right there doing it in front of the camera um so much performance that comes from like his kind of stunt you know kung fu film which is almost like a vaudeville from his culture kind of background right like or a vaudeville uh like a what do i want to what do i want to compare it to like a like a circus uh, culture uh, performer culture i don't know um basically a stuntman um but um like the the like the peak the pinnacle like the greatest at what he did you know mm -hmm. the, the physical perfection um and 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 the and the and the the perfection in the choreography i think is why people look at this as um you know the peak of the form mm -hmm. and uh, and worship bruce lee for for all of the work that you see on screen in this movie it's it's great uh, you know there are elements of it i don't love anymore that have passed with the times like the over loud like 70s funk soundtrack kind of makes it feel like a porn movie or you know from that black exploitation uh genre um which isn't my favorite um but uh you know, mixed in with uh, all the stuff that transforms into um, fun, more sanitized stuff later when it gets turned into like uh, PG-13 Mortal Kombat films. Um, there's a lot of like rated R, like dark stuff that you'd get, you know, you I don't think you would get today. Like, like you know, the fact that, well, I mean, 
there's still lots of movies about human trafficking, sure. Uh, but the villain in this movie is is so villainous and dark and and played so seriously and conservatively and like like not much over the topness except with the weird weapons. Um yeah, he's very chill, right? Like he's, yeah, yeah. he's it's he, he's a James Bond villain who, who yeah, yeah. right? They're always like polite. Much. They're polite, they're they're gentlemanly, right? Like this guy's keeps mm-hmm. cool until he doesn't have to keep his cool anymore. Yeah, yeah. But what I love about the writing um, is that it's full of uh, martial arts philosophy. Like almost any time we're cutting to martial artists doing their martial artist stuff, there's a teacher uh, delivering some philosophy. It's just it's constant throughout the throughout the whole damn movie. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, a great moment uh, in the end where where Bruce Lee re- recalls his master's lesson from the beginning of the movie um, mm. in the mirror scene. I do know? love that part. Yeah. Um, reminiscent that's of... the last bit of dialogue that's what i was talking about like that's right, it right, right. <laughs> that's the last time you hear a voice on screen yeah, yeah. and then and then it's it, it's funny because this roper character first of all has more screen time in the third act than bruce lee does um, right. he, like the plot is basically um it's all uh given to us through him basically he's mm-hmm. he, He's he gets the James Bond tour of the villain's lair, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the great and the great shocking moment when when Jim Kelly's uh, dead body is revealed to him. Um, Jim Kelly has, uh, has some awesome fun um, time before he gets murdered in this movie. I I think um, you know there's there's a lot of reason to to love this role. Uh, uh, but uh, a lot of uh, you know. Um, a lot of um oh the black guy is the sexual superhero and he's insatiable and he has to have 10 women oh, no that goes back to slave stuff right like where they yeah, used yeah. to get like the stud yep. the stud slave would would yep. go do his thing yeah. yeah yeah totally i totally felt like it, that stuff was kind of demeaning um and uh and and you know how you do when you just go out at night in your silk road and, and you just fucking pose because you just you know you just <laughs> had an awesome orgy and you just you're just so stoked you just so stoked on yourself yeah i mean i i actually that 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 part was totally i totally felt that was a realistic part like yeah like totally that's what you would do <laughs> um, yeah go well i'd say that i like, like this character though I like that was his version of having a cigarette i guess yeah, or something. yeah yeah bruce lee writes himself some amazing lines man when he walks in on han in the end and he's just like you've offended my family mm. and you and you've desecrated the honor of a shaolin temple and that's it enough said like he just it's like that's all he had to say and then the fights and then the fights happening like yeah yeah that's no, enough that's enough no, for him. yeah now i'm gonna bust your head in <laughs> just you've offended my family and you've desecrated the honor of a shaolin temple it's obvious what's about to happen <laughs> yeah well that's uh, that's the one thing that sort of like gets it doesn't get lost because they directly say it but he was a former member of the same temple that bruce lee was right so right, right. there's like that yeah this this island compound that he's living in it's a it's a old shaolin temple that he bought and then he turned it into an opium den and a a, a white slave uh, oh not a white slave uh, a human trafficking um uh hub international yeah. hub um and uh and yeah so he got fucked up for it um and uh you know bruce lee throughout this movie um he it's amazing um he gives birth i think to the dogma of self-defense every self-defense instructor will tell you if you carry a weapon, it's going to end up getting used against you. Well, that's because they watched Enter the Dragon. Whatever weapon you attack Bruce Lee with, 
he's going to end up taking it from you and then using it better than you. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then whooping you and a bunch of your friends with it before he grabs something else. Um, fun stuff, but he does like little, like martial arts demos over and over and over again through this thing. And, um, and it's always epic and fun to watch and, uh, and cool. Um, and, and his, like his, it's amazing to watch him just move across the screen and and when they choreograph the camera movement and the other elements of the shot with his like superhuman ability to move his body um you get like cinema magic with no special effects uh and this movie fucking holds up it, it does um if you turn the if you turn the music down a little bit uh, i i think um that's all i i think i really want to say about it Ah, um, yeah, no, he's, 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 you're right. He's, he's pure. I mean, he, he's the folk, it is his movie and the, and you know that, um, yeah. the, the camera makes him look very good and, uh, and yeah, but he's an, he's a natural and he's, he's, there's no one else like it really, isn't there? Right. Like he, he, you're right. He moves his, he's so fluid and amazing. Yeah. And it's basically almost like a big G Kundo advertisement, right? It's like, sure. yeah, yeah. It's, it's all, it's, it's him not only, uh, being awesome, but also just like, at the same time ushering in a new style of martial arts that that he as we know now he had so much trouble you know uh doing that with with the old you know stodgy uh practice practitioners of martial arts right who didn't want to train white people and da, 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 da. so yeah it's very much just like a, a poster for jeet kune do and it's very sad that that he passed when he did because oh, yeah. you know the success of this would have launched um a career and 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 who knows what amazing cinema um you know this mind would have created um this master would have created for us um instead what we got was a boom an explosion of this kind of cinema um that none of it really lived up right. uh and it, it became b cinema it would never ele- kind of elevated out, out of the level of of b cinema in its time and it's been idolized since and a big budget remade and and converted and i don't know uh updated i guess since as different things but um this era uh kind of exploded and kind of fizzled out um with um the well life, it got taken it well the, the life force of bruce lee yeah well hollywood western hollywood took it over and so then you get yeah. you get white people so you get Cardine, Chuck yeah. Norris, yeah, Jean Claude Van Damme, Steven Seagal, um, like that's that's what you get instead, right? right? You're like, right. is they're like, oh well, it's almost like well, Bruce Lee's dead. I guess we're we're out of options, right? <laughs> and all, but all of this authentic culture that he was importing, yeah, and that and that and that we appropriated. Well, the, no one's importing it anymore. So, like, the appropriation becomes a, like a self-feeding circle, and it just gets watered down and watered down, and it's nothing now, right? It's like, yep. yeah. Anyway, yeah, it, it, yeah, it becomes farcical. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, I'm with you. This movie really holds up, um, and uh, it, and I'm totally gonna gonna keep it. I'm gonna I'm gonna say, please rewind uh, for Enter the Dragon. Uh, a great example of how. Um, 1973 cinema um can be timeless and was uh, in in many examples mm-hmm. all right awesome um two I, I assume it's is it a little would you too violent too serious subjects for your kids i guess yet Still? What? enter the dragon yeah 
I think that I think that the way the movie treats hold on was there anything super graphic in it I mean they're no. not going to get the subtext of like yeah no the Jim Kelly stuff or anything like that but the, I mean the way, no the way the movie treats the the human trafficking stuff is so like goofy and James Bond Dr. Noe um right. that I don't think they would get it no I don't think I think they would they wouldn't get the opium stuff or the heroin stuff. They're not going to get that scene where Jim Kelly gets busted through the door. And then he finds that opium den where all the women are super high and they're like, there's hippie music playing and like the, the love lounge or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, They're not going to understand that. That's, that was actually a big social statement in that, in that scene. Right. Like, like, like look at your sins and you're getting your, you, the shit kicked out of you and you're, you know, uh, amongst all the things that you love, your evil sins, your gluttony, um yeah yeah no they're not going to get that subtext but um whatever i wouldn't show them this movie anyway probably because i don't want them just running around punching and kicking chopping people yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right um but bruce lee is an icon we have a look some of the people who listen to this are definitely huge bruce lee fans and they don't think that i did justice um to this conversation i apologize to you um because i am not the biggest bruce lee fan but i do uh respect and admire and think this is a great movie no bruce lee listen wu-tang clan like this is a thing where like (laughs) like you do these like honestly like you do these things like where these mtv cribs shows and like they have a Scarface poster on their wall and they have an Enter the Dragon poster yes. or at least a Bruce Lee poster yes, on the wall. Yes, he's a like, god. He's a yeah, god to me. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. So, yeah, no, it's it's like I said, you can't say it loud enough or often enough, uh, mm-hmm. the impact. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, up next, another film that, uh, again, was, was the first in many ways and just fucking changed the landscape. The Exorcist. Can uh, you believe how much in this movie, you're right, was ripped off and remade like oh, this yeah. movie Tons. is... It's and a, it's a, a and cutter pattern for everything and it's came so out. big it's it's like into the dragon where you you get into uh satire territory with it too mm-hmm. right yep. it's when something is so big the only thing left to to say about it is make fun of it so you get the screams and the weird uh like jokey stuff so but yeah exorcist december 26 1973 yeah day after it was a day after christmas christmas week um uh, we'll I was about, two months old. We'll talk about a, a, a number thing there in a second. Uh, directed by William Fredkin, um, written by William Peter Blatty, who also wrote the book, which the film was based on, starring Ellen Burstyn, Linda Blair, Jason Miller, Vax, Max von Sydow, Lee J. Cobb. Yeah, $12 million budget, which is strange. It's like, where did all that money go? But um, but it made $441 million. $440 million it made. Now that's over its lifetime. So it's and it's been re-released a lot too. But mm-hmm. nevertheless, it led that year at the box. It was number one in the box office that year in North America. Um how made, many like, sequels? How many remakes? Oh, I don't tons. Um, like, and then just the copy again, the copycats, the influences, the inspired inspired by the whatever's like it's just it's it's just feels like exorcist is everywhere. I mean, you, you horror genre in general i'm obviously next with next month coming we're going to talk a lot about horror films but i mean would there be i mean there's also yeah like the exorcism of i just feel like how many movies are called the exorcism of yeah and then a name right like emily tate or whatever all there's fucking hundreds of them and then like the blah blah exorcism the blah blah yes that's right yeah and then and then you don't you probably don't get the conjure there's no maybe james wan we never hear of him maybe there's no mm-hmm. conjuring maybe there's no any of that stuff but mm-hmm. 
Yeah, December 26, 1973, starring. So yeah, made 400 fucking 40 million dollars. Um which today with inflation puts it only behind Titanic for Christmas releases. Wow. Yeah. Um so there's the, the thing here the one of the differences between the two films, obviously the one's horror, one's not. I love this opening. It's, it this feels like a Spielberg oh, opening God. to me. It feels like the beginning of Close Encounters, doesn't it? Um, um you know what else it yeah. feels like because it was ripped off the yeah. beginning of um uh black what's his name the rock movie this rock superhero movie. black adam black adam yeah why why couldn't i think of adam yes no they they fucking ripped it off like shot for shot in some in some parts go ahead sorry yeah no you're right yeah, yeah. so i like so i love this i love cold opens like this i this is my jam yeah i love this stuff yeah. right away it's fucking weird and creepy and it's like, indiana I, jones it's very indiana jones yeah so like yeah. right away you know you're were they're unearthing they're disturbing something they shouldn't uh-huh right in in iraq and did, did you notice that this movie opens with allahu akbar it it opens right. with 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 muslim prayers and yeah. and you're listening to to them sing allahu akbar in a movie that is completely about catholicism yeah and 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 you're following our protagonist who's a very 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 catholic protagonist <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, very, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, but it's like I said, like it's it right <laughs> away it makes you uneasy. Yeah. Um you don't know like it's confusing, it's weird. Imagine in 70 so um let's 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 re- rewind a little second here. So I know you know people kids would watch this movie today and like the the spinning head in the bar. People laugh when they watch this movie now sometimes, yeah. right? Like it's it's only because we're so desensitized. Yeah. But like I don't so I remember my dad telling me he saw this when it came out in the theater and he said, yeah, half the theater was empty by the time it was over. Yeah. Yeah. So there, yeah, this was, this movie was shocking when it came Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. and it was like, it fucking freaked people out. You know, the scene where they left, I can, we can both say it right off right away. The scene where people got up and left. What the, in the hospital? Cause that's what it was. They don't want to talk about that. In the hospital. The angiography scene what yeah i will talk about it in a second okay um yeah like people uh completely flipped out over this and it's interesting because one of the things what what that was like uh i mean i don't know if it was a mistake or whatever but so children were allowed to see this movie at the time um because uh it was given an r rating instead of x and so just in 1973, kids could go see an R-rated film with an adult, obviously. Right. Um, so this movie led to changes at the MPAA ratings board. Uh, I'm not yeah. surprised at all. Yeah. So like it's, um, uh, no, sorry, all the way around X instead of R. But um, and then a lot of cities tried to ban it outright so children couldn't see it. But at first, the the original rating, kids could go see it. And then wow. all of a sudden people were like, holy fuck, right? <laughs> Kids wow. are freaking out. So this yeah. changed the rating system of this film. Um, but yeah, it like it freaked people the F out. And I and it's interesting. So, anyways, let's just skip, let's just let's just skip to the to the part then. So yeah, I was reading and the uh angiography scene. So there's a scene, angiography for people that don't understand is like the it's a, it's basically how they used to do brain scans. Um, they would inject a fluid into your body, which would make its way to your brain. And that allowed uh, the imaging at the time to see your brain, right? It's, it's like, yeah. 
you do that sodium they make you drink that stuff to see your stomach and stuff you yep. can see it on screen whatever it's called so that's how they used to do it it's and it flashes to a devil face well that yeah no that's alert. that's insane too for sure but um to do that they show it in the hospital where they put the thing in her neck to inject the fluid and blood squirts out yeah um and that scene apparently like caused a ton of shit even the filmmakers refused to watch it like it disturbed wow. it disturbed them and uh people were calling it um i wrote it down i have to find it now but like people were like fucking freaked out by it. like they they called it uh revolting and disturbing and irresponsible they called it irresponsible filmmaking yeah. um yeah like it was insane so it, it's funny to me then so here you have like and then you know so many people are religious you have this deeply religious film and all the other shit is fine but when you get to science yeah <laughs> that's the stuff right like yeah the, the heads but... the, the 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 masturbating with the crucifix and this is like, this was all shocking as well, but like all this crazy shit happening, and it's like the blood, the science, it's the intrusion. Like it was very much people were very disturbed by you know that the fact they were doing it to a little girl, right? The, real, the realism, the realistic, the realistic of exactly. something that ha actually happens. That's of right. All the, yeah, the, the shocking horror that is just made up and fantastical. So yeah, it was that was the scene that really got people fucked up, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in a sea of fucked up scenes, it's that one for some reason, really. Um, they, they called it like medical science impeding upon the innocence of a little girl or something <laughs> like like kids don't go to the hospital. But uh, I think, no, I think I mean, but narratively, there's a function for that. And like, they're, they're, yeah. trying, they're trying to show you the horror that this little girl was going through because they didn't believe in in the in the mythical uh you know element. oh no, yeah they hadn't gone to that yet they still the think there's they, 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 narrative. They, yeah they still think there's a medical reason for her, the yeah. way she's acting yeah. yeah um i also like it too because it does it's like the last bit where we there's still like um it's them saying she's human right red blood she bleeds we know she's yeah. human yeah so we're like okay so she's not a monster so what the fuck's going on right so yeah or she's not non-human but anyways um yeah so people just flipped this movie freaked people out people walked out um and of course anytime you have something that good you know it's going to make a ton of money right because now okay. people now people have to see it so yeah we go on to break tons of records and again still like the second highest um christmas release with inflation um again i love the opening i uh i just love the performances in this film mm -hmm. i think ellen burston is amazing in it I think like she's like this is like perfect like if you want to say like how's a parent supposed to act uh like in in when something like this is happening unexplainable is happening to your kid and you have no control over it you're helpless you have no no knowledge yourself to lean onto right nothing to lean into uh, it, it, it to me it's she, it's a perfect performance of somebody who's who's completely out of control and helpless and and is just at at their wits end and i it makes me think like you know if something like this was to happen in real life let's say uh you know you and i are both atheists if we ever came across something this severe yeah that was unexplainable yeah would i maybe hit up a fucking Catholic priest for some, for some, <laughs> some advice, yeah. you know, I don't know, right. Who the fuck knows? I would like I, to think, I would like to think not, but who knows if somebody was floating above a bed, yeah. you might, you might, you might 
question your your yeah. your 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 dogma um yeah you know if you if she came running down the stairs on all fours upside down yeah you know uh um the way she does in this movie um you know yeah you might you might be more like but this is not a real movie this is a movie with that that clearly says the magic is real and shows it to you in a way that never happens in real life right, right. Yep. so yeah um yeah i like um yeah i liked all the performances and even though and even though i really liked um uh Jason Miller's performance, Doc, Doc, the father, Doctor Damien Karras, right? The Bane, uh-huh, the uh-huh. arguably the star, I guess, whatever. The Rocky, um, the Rocky of the story. Sure, yeah. Um, even though I like his performance very much, I really don't. The mother relationship to me is weird, and then maybe just because I don't have that relationship with my own mother or whatever, like, like this obsessive compulsive thing he has with her, this this guilt he has over not being there when she died, this right. like how she's just like. The, and then the devil uses this as a way to break him, right? Yeah. Um, like, I just, that's, it just... Uh, I think that is specific <laughs> to you. I think that it that is specific to you. I yeah. think if, if my mother was alive, that's how I would be. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so that stuff, that's a little... It's funny because, in, in, in you know in this scene of again of like so much insane things happening it's that yeah. part it's that part where i'm like it i'm disconnected from yeah it's so funny but um i really love uh this, you know sadow's the the wise older yeah. you know sage right the the wizard character right the gandalf the the obi-wan you know you, you know you know who else liked it um um What's his name? Uh, the guy who directed um, the Force Awakens and 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 was responsible for the script. <laughs> Abrams. J.J. Abrams. The Force Awakens opens with Max von Sydow, and I just oh, felt right. like, yeah. I just felt like yeah. oh my god, <laughs> like he opens a... he opens this movie the way he opens the Force Awakens almost. Like it's... <laughs> um, I actually liked the beginning of Force Awakens. Um, yeah, the first five minutes is, yeah. is is it it works right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we get like this this weird cult that we never knew about, right? Which is Sadao, the Force acolytes or whatever, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Who um, never never reappear. Well, in the publishing world, they they're in it a lot, sure. but yeah, it's, yeah. um, and the, and then the stormtroopers coming in, the shaking, the lights are kind of flashing. Yeah, it's it's really I I really like the you're beginning. You're right, you're right. It is that I like that. I actually like the beginning of all three of those films um oh, oh. i think i think all three start well mm-hmm. um i love uh the beginning of uh the last one especially i love that scene with kylo ren going ripping through those guys on that i can't remember the name of the planet now but um i love the beginning yeah yeah, yeah. i love that scene i think it's shot well the music is great i love kylo ren's music his theme he's got his motif that they use for him yeah um, yeah. I think that scene is great. I mean, of course, the movie immediately goes off the but rails. But then they get to but... the light speed skipping, and then it's like... No, no, it goes off the rails immediately. No, no, I'm it giving the finger to the screen. No, no, yeah. I mean, like, I'm talking <laughs> about, like, I like 30 seconds of a two-hour no, you're right, movie. You're right, yeah, you're yeah, right, yeah. you're right. Uh, I was, that first, yeah, it's kind of quiet and musical, it, 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 ambient, uh, like, soundtrack. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. And it, it I mean, it, and, then, and then Kylo Ren had gotten so huge at that point, mm-hmm. right? He'd sort of taken over the series. 
mm-hmm. um, like fan wise too. So like just it was just it's to start with him and it was a uh, good. But anyways, but no, it immediately goes bad, goes south. But um, but anyways, yeah. So this uh, Max von Sydow, yeah. Well, they certainly didn't. I doubt Abrams got him because they he liked his work in Strange Brew <laughs> or something <laughs> or whatever. But um, yeah, I love his character in this. He's like he gives uh. I mean, for sure, credit just lends some credibility to the whole thing. But like, as a character, it it, it makes you feel confident in a way. Um, he's like, oh, he's here now. Okay, we're good. Yeah. Right. I don't know. For me, anyways. Right. It was like, oh, okay, because this this young guy who who you know his jo- whose job is to help priests go through their own shit. Right. Um, you know, is like we're meant to think he's a little out of his league, right? Like he's not, yeah. and, and and we know that he has his own personal shit going on. So it's like, oh, okay, bring in the steady hand. And I love that, that dynamic. And I love that character work. And I love how when he's on the screen, especially like when he's in the room, in the shit, and it's just like, you just, you, like I said, you just feel like, oh, okay, we're going to be okay now that he's here. He's an but, old pro. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's an old pro, right? It's bringing in the fucking wise old guy, right? So yep. yeah, it works so well. And I think it's casted well. Um, and I love the way, like the, the, even the, the devil reacts, right? Like, I mean, it's not, um, it's called a Pazuzu or whatever it is. It's not really the devil, I guess, but, um, whatever the, the Isarian demon, um, it's, but I love like, he's, you can tell he's threatened by this guy in the room. Like he doesn't want him in there right? he's yeah. fine with, with Karis being in the room, right? <laughs> Cause he knows he can manipulate him and stuff like that. But it's like feels like he's sort of at that at the they're at the same level almost, isn't it? He knows but, he followed him there from Iraq, and yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. So really, really great. I love and then okay. So I mean, this whole thing is about Linda Blair, right? And I know there's this whole thing with this movie where apparently it was cursed and everything, but um, I, I, I really, geez, I really kind of like Linda Blair's performance in this, like when she's just acting the kid. Yeah, when she's just Reagan, right? Yeah. Like pre pre. Uh, 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 uh 12 year old girl yeah. precocious um yeah pre uh yeah pre-possession it, is what i'm trying pre-possession to say. Yeah, yeah. um she's she's just very chill and precocious and 12 years old yeah yeah i, th- I think like i think it's cast i think it's, i think this film is casted very well and i think everyone does a great job in it um mm-hmm. i like i said i i love the beginning um um i think the ending is satisfying it's happy. It's a happy ending, I guess, more or less, depending on which characters you love the most, I suppose. Um, it makes sense to me, the ending, like the, the decisions that Karis makes at the end. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's the right thing to do. Um, it would be selfish otherwise. And that, yeah. and we don't, and they do a lot of work in this movie to tell us that he's not a selfish person at all. Right. He's the opposite mm-hmm. of that. So mm-hmm. um, I just, I really love the performances. I love the script. Um, uh, it's, it's of course so a lot of it's hokey of course um but like even the flashes of the demonic faces stuff they still use today is great um but yeah i mean listen they're limited by the the ability you know their ability at the time to to visually show the stuff they want to show so you know i didn't see this in 1973 obviously i wasn't born yet um but you know, watching it years later from a different lens and a you know with with so many so much film that would come out after it, yeah, it's like I wasn't flinchy or you know what I mean. I remember the first yeah. time I saw it. You're right; it didn't scare me. Yeah. Right? I was never 
it didn't you know shock i wasn't shocking it wasn't anything like that had that stuff had almost no effect on me but i was really engrossed in the story mm-hmm. um so i think yeah i, I this is going to be this is a tough one for me jer i think because horror isn't really? my favorite horror is not my favorite genre right um and i and i've seen this movie enough um and uh i don't know man I think I I'm mean, good. I think I'm good with it. I enjoyed it, and the re- I enjoyed the rewatch. Yeah. But I think I'm good. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm good. So, I, like, I'll shelve it, but not because I hated it, just because I think I'm good. Okay. Yeah. But you still think it's a good movie? Yes. Okay. Hmm. We need a new rating. <laughs> well, this was sort of like my stand by me thing. Remember, I was like, yeah, I liked it, but I think I'm just good. Like, I'm okay. good with it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we'll gently we'll gently um, be kind um, <laughs> on you for this one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I know our thing is binary, but it's 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 right. So yeah, there is no. If we were, we should reflect real life, and we should be. This should be a bimodal show, not a binary one. But well, uh, we got six episodes before you broke the rules. So there you go. Yeah. We should be grateful for that. Yeah. Anyway, no. Um, okay, I'll go then. Uh, I I. I think I'm a little more enthusiastic about um, my enjoyment of my rewatch of this than than you are. I, um, hmm, let me think. Uh, you know what? When people think about this movie, they only think about the parts that you think about that were, like you said, like parodied or recreated over and over again a million of times, right? Mm-hmm. You think you think the the whole movie is like the third act with you know the girl in the room um possessed and you know all the crazy shit happening um but you forget all about that about all that cinematic stuff and all the great storytelling and this great novel by william peter blatty which is at the heart of this uh which really like makes this story so great and makes this such a great movie to start with but on top of that you have some amazing cinematography amazing visual storytelling um, and it, it is slightly limited by, you know, the special effects that they try to uh, imbue into this uh, for the for the certain like fantastical horror elements. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, th- and those are the parts where where it seems to, you know, uh, look a little and feel a little dated for sure. But um, they're not so bad. They're not like. I don't know. I don't know. They're not like schlock be stuff from the time uh, i i think they're still pretty good it's 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 when you get a, 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 a too long close-up of the makeup um that that when it starts to kind of feel a little shaky um but you know the the the, the way the demon taunts uh father Karras, um mm-hmm. so like like spooky and and really fucking like twisted and um you know, I, I, something I I don't think I've I'd ever like seen done before. You know, it's just a, something that I remember the first time I saw that scene, like that just fucking jumped out at me, like holy shit, like that's so fucked. Um, I don't think I watched this movie all the way through until HQ with you guys. Like I don't like I didn't watch this in my childhood for sure. My yeah, I don't like I don't really remember how old I was when I first saw it. It would have been young just cuz we were anything went in our house growing up. We yeah. could watch whatever, but yeah. Yeah. So I remember like when we watched this and 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 that scene with the with the crucifix um the the shocking shocking scene which I won't even repeat. Um 
I remember how shocked we were by that and how much we talked about that because we couldn't believe that. That You could say it. Um, Talk about it. It came out 50 years ago. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, like even rewatching it, like the violence of it. And I didn't remember it. I didn't remember the blood um, right. in that in that scene um, <clears throat> before. Um, but wow, like like really like bold. And I'm not surprised, like you said, that the rating system changed after this film because yeah. like when I when I say bold risk taking, um oh, yeah. know, there was some of that in in uh Enter the Dragon, but in this movie, holy shit, um they fucking ripped the lid off. Imagine yeah. filming, imagine filming those scenes. No, right? like no. Yeah. <laughs> With a little girl in makeup yeah. doing that, those lines, yeah, no, no, I can't imagine. Like, <laughs> like these are dedicated artists, and yeah. the whole thing is not over the top. Like, it's like, yeah, the the demon gets a little bit oh, like over the top, but but like that's to be demonic. Like, that's to you know to really get across that this is really a demon, right? Mm. Um, it's not going to be. Uh, you know, but all, but the, all the other elements, the conservativeness of the of everyone else, the priest, especially of course, <laughs> but the way the mom just seems like a normal seventies mom, even though she's a famous actress, and the way this story is all set in Hollywood, um, hmm. and is really about filmmaking as well as all the other stuff we're talking about. Um, I see why this novel was so successful and so like compelling because it's all about um you know um the catholic uh church of course and how you know faith in catholicism is kind of a superpower because um you know the dogma is real and you're going to go to hell if you don't believe that um and 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 kind of um has uh like like moral uh judgment lessons in it you know like uh it seems like uh, the reason the demon chooses Linda Blair's family uh, might be because her mother is in uh, um, a non-committed open sexual relationship with a man she doesn't intend to marry and doesn't love. Um, and, and, and other things about her lifestyle, which at the time were very, you know, um, you know, this is a single woman, uh, a successful, uh, famous single woman um, living a life of sin, uh, raising a daughter without a, a a male figure in the household. This is this is uh, this is Catholicism speaking to us like you're entering you're, you're you're flirting with the devil and then you get a Ouija board in the house. Are you goddamn kidding me? You brought a Ouija board in the goddamn house. Um, so like uh all this stuff is so culturally like ingrained in me and my psyche and i'm I'm sure this movie has a big this movie probably sold ouija boards like through the 70s and 80s yeah that never would have been sold i probably never would have heard of a ouija board if it hadn't been in this movie it uh when i think about it like because that's that's such a weird like niche thing right (laughs) oh i was Uh, talking about that the other day with somebody we were walking somewhere and there was ouija boards for sale i'm like i'm like what a fucked up thing that was yeah (laughs) like and and then it it's it's the whole premise of this movie and then it's the whole premise of that other fucking what was that movie in the 90s what that was the shaky cam found footage film uh that was made for like 10 bucks and then then had like 20 sequels because it made a couple of million at the box office uh which one uh oh god which uh the witch no, uh, after that, after Blair Witch, there was the oh, one after was Blair like, Witch. The couple in they had a haunted house, and 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 they he the, the husband set up a video camera in the oh, bedroom. Oh, paranormal, paranormal activity. 
paranormal activity the husband had a ouija board and that's right. how that whole fucking thing started right um it, it, it's it's like well I, that's what i was saying the other day that when we were talking about i'm like i, I kind of said like i feel like everyone has to have their ouija board thing like <laughs> like shouldn't right like i feel like everyone's done it at least once it's, i don't know yeah but it's the christian it's 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 um you know Christian dogma will tell you that if you, you know, it's, it's in the 10 commandments or whatever, if you flirt with other deities, other demonic, other spirits, other than God, you're inviting them into your life and you're giving them power over you. That's how the movie starts. (laughs) Right. And this movie is clearly saying that's true, right? This story is clearly saying that's true because they, they, they visually show the little girl floating around the room and having superpowers so obviously the point of this movie is that that's all true right and and you see there's great story beats in here like when she's undergoing that procedure in the bed you have the demon flash like all of a sudden like this scientific invasion of this girl has somehow activated or triggered the demon or made it worse somehow and then later on um the, well, the, I think it. I think it. It. What it did was, uh, it's pi- it's pissing the demon off. That's what it's right. doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. You're tormenting it. Um. And, and anyway, yeah. Um. The 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 science the science being real and having power happens a couple of times later on when she's with. Uh, a psychiatrist has her hypnotized and he says to the spirit who's ever in her you're also hypnotized because she's hypnotized so i command you to come forward and it does right yeah and and they're suggesting again oh look at these scientists without their faith to guide them they're fucking around with things they don't understand right Mm -hmm. and all of this leads to the third act where max von von sido shows up and it's like it's like gandalf coming over the hill and you know Rohan or whatever. I'm getting my my but it, yeah, your Lord of the Lord Rings of the, things my Lord of the up, Rings yeah. stuff mixed up. But um but 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 my point was um like this book in itself, it's it's a Hollywood um scandal story, it's a Christian um like Christian mythology is a superpower story. It's it's got so much to it. Um that's that would be such a page turner <laughs> um when was the, the uh the manson murders uh the, late 60s so i mean there was a lot of wasn't there there was a thing right was you know you read about it in documentaries like that hollywood was scared <laughs> right yes. and that got and that reflected in some of the filmmaking that was happening at the time too yeah um so like oh like the overall message of this is like you turned your back on traditional values and, and then and then you're gonna get fucked um, it's 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 fuck around and find out what happens yep, yep right yep, you fuck yep. around you mess with god right or you dismiss him or cast it aside yep and you play with dark magic yep right and you unearth things and disturb things that shouldn't be disturbed yeah it's very yep. actually jesus we're almost talking about lord of the rings here aren't we right yeah like things that have been asleep for a long time have been you know it's evil uh, dead even yeah 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 right so but i mean this predates i mean it doesn't predate lord of the rings the books but no. you know sort of evil dead and all that stuff for sure so yeah it's uh yeah no you're right bang on yeah everything you just said was great anyhow anywho um i think this is a great movie even though like i don't you know i don't buy into any of those tropes i think it does a great job of doing what it intends to do i think mm-hmm. it's i think it's 
brilliant writing. I think it's brilliant casting. Like you said, it's great directing. It's great acting. It's great cinematography. Special effects are a little weak, a little shaky here and there, but that's only based on the times. And God, does it push the envelope and shock the shit out of you. Even today, if you rewatch this movie, I guarantee you, you will be shocked by something in this at some point. Um, I, I do think um, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a really high quality piece of work that I would watch again at some point in under the right circumstances. I'm actually, uh, I I actually thought maybe I want to watch the sequel because I'm really curious. Like, right. like how how did they not blame that little girl for all those men who died going out her window? <laughs> yeah, how do you explain that? At the end of yeah, this, at the yeah, end of this yeah. movie, how yeah. is she not locked? Right. <laughs> right. right instead of going off with father dyer to like catholic school or whatever but um well it uh yeah i mean it's it's, it, it's... I, i'm just gonna i'm gonna rate it please rewind um you know even though it's problematic i don't hate it i think it's a great film I think yeah it's a, great, a great piece of cinema yeah um it's 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 i mean it's not too bad it's it was fun to talk about either way but and, yeah. the, gr- and the group voted on it but it you know obviously we don't have to talk about this now next month but it would have uh, certainly come up in our yeah, october uh sure october things i mean of course i'm men- sure we will reference i'm sure this. we'll mention it at some point yeah uh, we will have to call back to it we'll all right cool like i said i i, I like it for sure i think i'm just uh i'm just good with it you know it's like yeah, some movies yeah. where you, you know you like yeah i like that movie but i don't know care if i ever see it again or not yeah it's kind of, that's that's the kind of thing i'm in with it, i think but Fair. um yeah um but there is a lot a lot to love about this film um and of course you can't blame like any movies that came after it whether they're satirical or good or bad you, of course you can't blame the original it's not their fault but um that's another thing too right like the head spinning and all that it's just been like made fun of so many times yeah uh it it can't help but sort of let let it creep in once in a while and and then it just makes it seem uh, like not a serious film. So I think you're right in the right, right mood and the right time of day with the right setting. And you probably put this movie on and probably, you know, make your skin crawl. It should anyways. Yeah. Yeah. But for anyways, sure. for sure. Cool, man. Well, that was the, that's the end of the Jer 50th spectacular. Woo-hoo. Thank you. Um, for yeah. my, thank you for my pre-birthday party. I'll some see you of, in a week for the yeah movie. some some listeners actually right, I think we'll be at the party too so we'll have right a good on, time right and on, right that'll on. be that'll be fun um so five episodes in October all horror ish themed wow um we're gonna have to put a poll up here at some point it's gonna be two plus show, or sorry three plus shows and two please rewind so we'll have at least two polls up for the main shows um if you have to figure out what I'm gonna do exactly I'm gonna be doing one episode um maybe two anyways one plus show for sure so i've already written down my top 10 horror films from the last 20 years mm-hmm. and and then i've got uh a bunch from the previous so time before that so i'm wow i don't know if i'm going to do top 10 again because now i'm going back so many so many more years i might um might go to top 15 or top 20 but so i've already i've already got a bunch enough right now to do that anyways let's put it that way so uh i'll be talking about those films and um yeah we'll put some polls up and i know jared we're gonna do a friday the 13th special um finally should we do a halloween special i mean we've seen those in the movies too all of them so I, uh, you know what, Friday the Thirteenth is our first love. No, no, we're um, definitely doing Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, but yeah. there is a lot to talk about in comparison. Um, so let's see how we feel. Maybe we put it off until next Halloween, or maybe we're amped up and we just want to, we want to, we want to do it. But right. um, 
We'll figure it out. Or maybe after we do, maybe after we do Friday Thirteenth, we'll be like that. We're done. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's hard to it's just so funny to I mean to separate the two and they're so you can't separate them. Really. I know it's hard, right? I mean, there's just iconic masks uh killing you know although i know why they kill they're seemingly killing for no reason or, <laughs> or, or not or not or not good reasons maybe um, no explanation for their it, seeming invincibility invincibility their their ability to, to get from a to b really quickly their although, transformation from yeah. villain villain into wwe like <laughs> protagonist or well like i said i am a hardcore like cosmic avenger theory when it comes to jason Voorhees. so right. um with with michael myers it's a little different i think but uh and the thing is i think we forget too because halloween has been destroyed with remakes destroyed uh, just like absolutely Thoroughly. destroyed Thoroughly. and and uh, friday did too it's just been a long time yeah. like the even like the jason takes new york and the the cosmic the one reason space and then the, the Je- freddy versus jason they, they, those were bad and and the remake friday the 13th a few years ago i didn't mind it but i recognize that it's like it's getting away from what made the original one so special so yeah we'll, we'll talk about all that but um right yeah on. so look for five episodes in the month of october Right on, man. Okay, brother. Well, happy birthday. And um, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And we'll see everybody and talk to everybody uh, next week and real soon. Bye-bye.